This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 40 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Daniel from EOS. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Brendan. How are you going? I'm well. Thanks for coming on. You're on a, uh, you're on a milestone show for us, number 40. So okay, good. Great to, great to have you on. So um, I, I was just, I'm hearing uh, EOS, people talking about EOS all over EO, and it would be great to hear um exactly what eos is and and how you got started so maybe perhaps a little bit about the story about how it came to australia sure so eos for those who aren't aware stands for the entrepreneurial operating system Uh, so that's what eos stands for and um it basically is a system that's been designed to help people get what they want from their businesses, specifically entrepreneurial leadership teams, that's who we work with, um, and hence the connection with EO members. Uh, most of them are running, well, pretty much all of them are running uh, entrepreneurial businesses, and um, so hence the target market and fit uh, there. Um, in terms of EOS as a brand, we've been around for nearly 20 years. Uh, it was started by a guy called Gino Whitman out of Detroit, Michigan in the US. And uh, most of the listeners may, well, most of them have come across the book called Traction by now. Uh, so he wrote a book called Traction, and that uh, is the book that we share with people who are interested in finding out about EOS. And so we've been around for around 20 years. Uh, we now have about 330 implementers. They're people who help uh, companies that are implementing EOS into their businesses. And um, I got involved with EOS locally here around five years ago. So I read the book Traction and uh, kind of fell in love with it. It was just you know aligned with my um, viewpoints on business and how it should run. So. I reached out to Gino and went to the US and spent some time there uh, training and learning all about the, the, the brand and the business and um, and was fortunate enough to be the first person to bring the brand uh, outside of the US. So, oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, so we've been down here and, and uh, effectively um, with other implementers for the last three years. And so, so what sort of funny of us now? What what sort of business were you running before you got into this? Um, so at the time that I read Traction, I had my own consulting firm, uh, which I'd been running for about seven years. Uh, a, very similar to EOS, very similar philosophy. Um, my my love affair with EOS was the simplicity of it all. Basically, it was doing. Uh, everything that I did with my clients, uh, just in a simpler and faster format. So um, I thought that Gino had done a better job than what I had created. And uh, I'm not one to care if my name's on the front of a book. I just want to help my clients get the best results. And so uh, I went and checked out what what they created there, and I was really impressed. So I bought the brand here and took that on as our um, as our product line. And it's been a, a great move, really well received. And so. Uh, a question I had for you, are you using these systems within your own business? And has there been a, uh, you know, a big growth over the last five years since you've, you've adopted this? Yeah, good question. So um, 
just before we got onto the call, <clears throat> I was speaking with Fran, uh, who runs the business here locally, and talking about our, we've got our quarterly planning session on Friday this week. So we're just talking about that and making sure that we're ready for it. So, uh, yes, we do run on EOS ourselves. And, um, yeah, it works great. It helps us stay aligned and on the same page and accountable. And uh, in terms of growth, we've, we bought the brand here five years ago. Initially, for the first two years, I just was the only implementer here in Australia. Um, and then once we launched here, uh, it's coming on three years now, um, we've now got, I think it's, we're about to have 24 uh, EOS implements locally in the region, so we're, we're growing quite well and, uh, yeah, very happy with the results. <clears throat> and I also apply it to my other business interests too, so I've had some other business in, businesses that I'm not actively involved with, but um, invest in and, uh, yeah, see the same results there. And, and so to become an implementer, is that effectively, like, is it a staff member or it is, is it like a... I don't know, an agent of EOS, how does that, how does that work? It's basically a license arrangement and um, the EOS implementer community is made up of entrepreneurs themselves. So they've, you must have you know, been, had a business background, uh, an entrepreneurial business background, either being an owner or being on the leadership team of uh, such a business and helped it uh, grow and succeed. Um, most of the community are business owners who have built their businesses up and sold and uh, want to do something to remain involved with the entrepreneurial community and many of them have a desire to just give back to those people who have the same passion that they share. So um, yeah, none of it is uh, from theory, it's all kind of experience based uh, and Hence, again, that connection with, yeah, it's entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs is what we say within our own, within our own walls. Um, that's what we're all about. But the customers aren't just EOs, are they? That you you no. go wider than that? Yeah, definitely wider than that. Um, and the only reason I raise the EOs is just the, due to the podcast uh, client base here. But, um, yeah, we, we our typical client is 10 to 250 staff. Uh, privately held companies, and uh, you know, 10% of of the companies we work with are smaller, 10% are bigger, but 80% of our client base are kind of that sweet spot, 10 to 250 um, employees, uh, and just have a passion for business and learning, and they want to grow, and they're willing to be open, honest, and vulnerable. Um, and yeah, they're the people who we work with, helping them achieve what they want from their business, and that varies. Uh, dramatically from business to business as you can appreciate some people want to be really big global businesses and some just want to create cool businesses that are local and give them a great lifestyle so is there some sort of key metrics that go across all businesses on what success might look like um i think there's there's always something around growth uh in the sense of you know the old saying if you're not growing then you're dying um and so there's always something, you know, there's always going to be a focus on growth. Uh, we talk about two levels of growth, though, internal and external growth. External growth being, you know, the top line revenue, internal being our operating systems and processes and people, etc. cetera. Um, 
I hope that answers the metrics question. Uh, but if there's any other metrics, the other two metrics that I'm always looking at is, uh, you know, the client satisfaction rating and our employee satisfaction rating. There, that no matter what business you have, if those two parties aren't happy, then we're going to struggle having anything that's a viable business. Is there a number that, like, is considered to be? You you mentioned growth. Mm. Uh, is there a number which is in your opinion, is a good number. Like, for example, if you grow, if you're growing, I don't know, fifty or hundred percent per annum, that's only probably sustainable for a few short years. Mm. Is there a sweet spot where mm. where companies well, can aim for, which is you know manageable and sustainable and and healthy? I can only go off averages, and I know that uh, with the with the clients that I work with, we have a typical uh, average is twenty percent year on year. Tends to be a great mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are obviously pretty driven leadership teams, um, yep. but we find that that's a sustainable growth target and one that we consistently are able to achieve. Uh, I find that it hovers around that, be it eighteen percent. Some might be around that 23 percent. Obviously, there are some that, you know, well, well exceed that. Um, but uh, as a rule of thumb, if I was to say there was an average growth target amongst the clients that I work with, it's typically 20% year-on-year growth. We all agree that that's kind of a good target. And one that we, when we say a good target, it's a good target given the amount of effort that we put in. The leadership teams that I work with are pretty driven people. And so they're working hard and they expect results. And so that's, that's a typical target that they, uh, they like to achieve. And so, Daniel, if an EOA comes along to you, what's involved with the program? Or is, does it depend on what they're trying to, like what the state of their business is at the moment and where they want to go? Or Sure. So we have a, a set process. We call it our proven process. Uh, the reason why we call it our proven process that we follow is we've worked with more than 8,000 companies globally now. So uh, we've done it a few times, you could say. Is that, EO, is that EOS as a global brand or? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. So as a global brand, uh, we've worked with more than 8,000 companies and uh, we follow a, a uh, what we call our proven process. It starts with what we call the 90-minute meeting. That's just where we're, I call it the first date. It's where we're meeting the leadership team and we show them what EOS is all about and you, make it, you, you can check it out for yourself and say, hey, is this something for us? Uh, if they choose to go ahead and move forward with the journey, uh, we start. There's basically three foundational days done over a three-month period. <clears throat> the first one, we get into the getting the structure right for the business, uh, making sure that we've got the accountability chart clear. Um, that we able to. We also implement what we call the scorecards, where we measure what worked, what's working, what's not working, and implement a couple of other tools. These tools are what we consider the traction tools. They help us. Um, move the needle, so to speak. The second two days are all around getting the vision clear and uh, completing what we call the Vision Traction Organizer, or VTO. Uh, And once those three foundational days are done, we've got everyone on the same page, in agreement around where we're going and how we're gonna get there. We've defined things like our core values, uh, our core target, what's that big hairy audacious goal that we're after, We've touched on uh, marketing and some other key areas, and uh, we're kind of set up to go and move forward. And following that, we just enter what we call the 90-day world. So once every 90 days, we get together and uh, spend a day working on the business with the implementer, look back at the past quarter, how did we go, what did we get done, what did we learn, and uh, get agreement. 
kind of reset and get a dream around what the next quarter looks like. And we have a, a saying that says, you know, one quarter at a time, providing we put in good effort and get stronger one quarter at a time, we'll achieve great things over a sustained period of time. Hmm. No, it so it sounds like it's almost like a business coach in a way. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely you know some people refer to us as business coaches, others you know as our, as the EOS implementer. I guess we wear a few different hats. We call it an implementer because um, unlike you know a consultant and some coaches, we you know part of that proven process that I mentioned to you is that we we aim to get the client to graduation. We call it graduation as quickly as possible. What we mean by graduation is we've implemented the tools into your business, uh, we've taught you everything we've got to teach you, you've got yourselves into good habits with your weekly meetings and your accountabilities and everything like that in your 90-day world, and it means that you're ready to graduate, it means that you're going to run this system by yourself without us. So. We're, we're creating independence, not dependence. Yeah. And uh, something a little bit unique about the way we do it. And we typically achieve that in two years or less uh, as, a, as an average rule of thumb. So you're like the, the training wheels for definitely for the first three months and then less and less yeah. up to about two years. Exactly. And, and if for anyone who's into personal training or the gym or whatever, it's, it's no different to when you go to the gym. That first three to six months, having a coach with you is really great. Teaches you good form and how to do it safely and you're not going to hurt yourself. And, and if you create good habits, get into the gym every morning, for example, before you know it, you can kind of do it yourself. So uh, that's what we're there to do. And it just means that us as implementers can go and help more people uh, and impact the world on a greater scale. That's what we're there to do. Without sort of naming anyone, can you give us an example from the Sydney EO community of what you've been able to do um, for a business? And clearly it's a partnership, right? It's like it's not you dragging. It's the client's got to be committed as well to uh, like that gym analogy is exactly right. You can't, you're not going to do the workout for them. They've got to do it themselves. You're just coaching them on how to get there. Spot on. Exactly right. And uh, one of the, kind of things that we'd refer to as a you know, secret source of the way we, we work with clients is that first step in the process that I mentioned to you, that 90-minute meeting, um, where it's for the client to check out EOS, it's also for the implementer to be checking out the client and thinking, is this somebody I want to work with? Have they got what it takes to make this commitment and actually make a difference in their business? Or are they looking for a magic pill? Because we're not a magic pill. Uh, and you see this with the gym sometimes. People, you know, sign up to a gym and then they never go, but they feel better about having their fitness first card in their wallet and they cancel a little bit up. Uh, you know, and they won't cancel their membership because they don't want to give up. Um, and then before you know it, they'll be talking and saying, maybe I'll just try the F45 gym or the, you know, I'll go and try this other gym. And thinking that the gym is going to make a difference when in actual fact it's just you don't have the discipline required to make it happen. You just have to get your ass out of bed. That's what's going to make the difference. The gym and everything else follows. So when we're in the 90, uh, that 90-minute meeting with our clients for the first time, we're having a look at definitely as a first date. We're looking for people who are genuinely wanting to be the best version of themselves. And uh, uh, again, reiterating the, the EO uh, partnership that we formed is that 
if we're introduced to an ER member, we kind of go in, it's a little bit presumptuous of us, but we kind of go in already having that box ticked because to be an ER member insinuates to us that you're all about being the best you can be. Uh, yeah, that's why you're part of EO. You wouldn't join EO if you didn't have commitment, commitment to a group. You understand what that means and commitment to being the best you can be because that's what EO is all about. And so uh, when we go in and we're working with an EO-owned uh, business, we, we kind of feel like uh, it's just a, a bit of a match made in heaven. We just, we're just just another trainer at the gym that's helping them get stronger. That's all. And, you, uh, yeah. your, biz- your business has to be... It has to be working to some degree to make this process work, I'd imagine. It's not like if, if your business is broken or sick, mm. this EOS process isn't necessarily going to fix it. It's yeah, look, I, we, we, we say that we're not in the business of turnarounds. Yep. Uh, that's not what we're focused on. We, we say that we're there to take a good business and make it great. Um, we're not, you know, experts at you know, product innovation and all those things. We're basically giving you um, the methodologies to take your business and make it the strongest it can be. That said, I've worked with companies in the past that have had some major issues in, in the early stages. You know, uh, one, one such example that I can talk about without mentioning names, in the last 12 months they've been with me and uh, they've had 80% staff churn in year one. It's uh, probably a global record. I would never have expected it this high. Um, but, you know, that's in a business with 40 people and uh, they've had 80% churn. And we now have a, an inner joke saying that, well, if things don't work out, you know, we can just start a HR company or a recruitment company because we know everything about recruitment now. But um, the, the point is when I went in there, they, they had decent financials and decent numbers, but there was a toxic... Um, culture within the place. Uh, when I first visited to do the money in the media, I, I said to them, open runs, this place doesn't feel good. And the leadership team agreed. They said that's one of the reasons why we're looking for some, some uh, help here. And uh, so sometimes you see businesses that might look okay externally with the numbers, but internally they're having a heck of a time. So through that uh, staff churn, the great thing is they've now built this vibrant, new, fresh culture that's ready to take the business to that next level. So, um, and using their example, if we look at that, they've had a year where instead of having a 20% year-on-year growth, they've had a flatline year. Um, you know, they haven't had growth, but their internal growth in terms of culture and processes and a whole range of other things has been massive. So that's kind of referring back to that thing that I was sharing with you earlier about internal growth and external growth. That's one such company where we've done a lot of internal growth in year one. It must be hugely satisfying when you uh, you see these changes happening within businesses. For sure. Actually, it's funny that I mentioned that because I just got a um, card. It's a shame there's not a camera on this podcast, but there's a... Uh, <laughs> You can see it. Yeah. So it, you know that I'm uh, not just making this. This is up. the real deal. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, so client, thanks for um, providing value that uh, for exceeding training us on how to use the EOS tools. It certainly has been a journey. I, yeah. I won't read who so, it's from. Yeah, that's yep. right. And so that was actually that particular client that I'm talking about. So they just sent a thank you saying, you know, you've gone above and beyond EOS. And, and, uh, 
I, I did, and that's what they implement a community there for, but we do that because they do it, right? So when you can see you're working with people who have a passion, you're more than willing to give that same passion and assistance back. And uh, they've literally climbed a mountain in the past 12 months, and I'm excited about what the next 12 months looks like for them because they've done such great work, they're ready to, they're ready to fly now. So it's exciting. It's definitely rewarding work. And so um, I just also wanted to touch on the partnership with uh, EO. Um, how long have you been on board now? So we've been Strategic Alliance partners for, I believe it's a year now. Uh, Dan brought us on board with the crew. Um, I think we, we originally were talking about October last year and uh, we are kind of, you know, just dating one another and checking each other out and... Um, formalized it at the I think this time last year at the Christmas party and it's been fantastic just love love working with the members and the the leadership team and uh, it's quite significant globally because uh, EOS was actually born out of EO so oh right okay Gino Wickman was one of the founding members of the Detroit chapter in Michigan so uh, back 25 years ago, that's probably closer to 30 years ago when he first started in business himself, joined the family business, wanted to learn, hey, where do I hang out with people who know about business and have a passion for business? And so he joined the EO chapter there and helped grow it. And um, upon selling his company, his family company, started EOS. And so we've had a strong unofficial um, alliance with EO for a long time. And here in Australia, as we do with many things, we're pioneering an actual partnership. So this is the first strategic alliance partnership globally, and one that's been looked at globally, because if it's successful here, which I can tell you it is, we just wanted to get the stats to uh, show it. Um, I think uh, you'll be seeing some more uh, partnership uh, uh, partnerships occurring like this around the globe, which is pretty exciting. And, and so are you working um, with other chapters as well in Australia, like members of other chapters? Uh, we, we definitely work with working with members of other chapters um, and we're currently in discussions around uh, launching the strategic alliance partner with partnership with the Melbourne chapter yep uh, Francesca's looking after that and I believe there's talk of uh, the Perth chapter and New Zealand and the, no that's amazing so, yeah it's really cool you're gonna, you're really gonna need cool. more implementers mate <laughs> yeah, that's right well some of some of the global community come from EO that's yeah uh, one of the sources of where where uh, our implemented community comes from, funny enough. Oh, of course. So you, you don't you're not limited to people that live in Australia. They could be any located anywhere, really. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, got a, a global global family, so we're all over the world now. And um, yeah, many of the as you know, EO members are passionate about helping one another. So a lot of our clients uh, over the past 20 years have been EO members who have built their businesses, sold their businesses and want to, they become investors and whatnot, but they want to give back to the community. And because they've been uh, EOS clients, they become an EOS implementer so that they can help others uh, go on that journey of growth themselves. So. It's one big uh, love fest, as you guys refer to your your groups the same way, so you get it. Fantastic. Okay, now look, I've got five short questions to ask you before we wrap up. Uh, The first one is, how old are you? Just turned 40. Well, 40 this time, I'm about to turn 41. (laughs) Okay, and then um, what do you like to do to keep fit? 
I'm 5am at the gym every day. Okay. And how many hours sleep are you getting each night? Uh, seven hours minimum. Yeah. Seven to eight. They're very disciplined. Uh, next question is, do you have any personal goals you're looking to achieve in the next 12 months? More time uh, at the racetrack. I love driving cars, racing cars. And then finally, if you could be remembered for one thing in business, uh, what do you think that might be? Helping other entrepreneurs change the world and bring a positive difference to our global and our local communities. Uh, that's what I would love to be known and remembered for. That sounds awesome. So, Daniel, if people want to reach out and connect with you and EOS, how's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, you can email me direct, uh, ddavis at eosworldwide.com.au um, or you can just contact anyone from the leadership team of EO. Uh, everyone knows us and Francesca and the other uh, uh, implementer community. Roger Batanis is another EO, uh, EOS implementer who works with many of the EO members too. And uh, so everyone knows everyone. So just uh, shout out to you, your, your groups and you'll find somebody who knows us. Oh, that's excellent. Thanks very much. My pleasure.